guys and gals, welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, a place where we ready ourselves to give an answer for the hope that's in us. We will also try to answer your questions, random questions from the interwebs, and have some fun too. So put some seatbelts on your ears because we're in for a wild ride. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Oxford Holy Club, episode 103, entitled... Yes, Matt, 103. You need to emphasize that more. Once you're over 100, everyone counts. Kind of like an age. Like, you have your 100th birthday, they better have an equally important birthday party every single year after that. Right. Or they're just like, 101! Yeah. Welcome, 103. Conforming Cheaters and the Zombie Apocalypse. It's going to be an interesting episode, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you a couple things right off the bat before we get going. First, we're glad you're here. Second, if you would like to know when we go live, make sure that you like our Facebook page. It is Oxford Holy Club. I mean, you must know that if you're here watching. So make sure that you like our Facebook page to get notified. And if you could also click the share button right now, thank you to Natalie Shaw, who just did it who sensed where I was going with everything and did it with me. Thank you, Natalie, for sharing the stream. And if you do that, it will help spread out uh, the, the podcast to more people. We would really appreciate that. Uh, if you want to find out more about us, you can just go to our website, Oxford Holy Club at... Nope, that's our email. Just OxfordHolyClub.com and you can find out more about the four of us, what we do. You can find us on all the social medias that matter to us and that's where we're at. Uh, gentlemen, I think that that's it. That's all I've got for them. So why don't we just turn things over to Lucas right off the bat with a little... Uh, world got some questions and we're gonna try and solve them now and here we go with Lucas and he's all right, our Pote Ponderable for tonight is, it's, I mean, it's by no means original. It, it was so hot in pop culture about 10 years ago, but we're going back. Uh, That's us, so, always on trend. Always on trend, <laughs> that's right. Um, so, zombie, zombie we're going to do a, a vampire one next week because we're so hip. Uh, so, in a zombie apocalypse, what would your strategy for survival be? Like, where would you go and what would be your weapon of choice? Do you know what I think is interesting about this question, Lucas? What? Is uh, we've all heard this question many, many times. And this is just mm -hmm. a super quick aside to the question. Um, every time I hear about the zombie apocalypse now, I think back to scripture when Jesus died on the cross and it talked about how the sky got dark and, and the veil ripped, you know, in the temple. But, yeah. but, the, but people started coming alive out of the grave during that time. True. The, True they did. the first zombie apocalypse? And Jesus raised oh. people from the dead. Were they zombies? Like, was Lazarus a zombie? I'm already uncomfortable with this episode. <laughs> well, I thought we're supposed to have fun and all that stuff with this. Uh, look at their, their Did you know there's laughing? actually a movie um, called Jesus Christ Zombie Slayer, or Vampire Slayer? I think Jesus you're Christ thinking Vampire of Abraham Slayer. Lincoln. I knew about Is the Abraham on Lincoln one. Yeah. No, it's, we're gonna have a Netflix watch party after this. <laughs> Everybody's invited. We're, we're gonna we're party. gonna check it for theological differences and and all oh my that. Goodness. Okay, so are we allowed to have fun with this, Brad, or is this Smorp? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Smorp is fun for me. I don't know about you, buddy. Okay, so here's I've thought this through. Um, I've thought Didn't it actually, involve getting to the, back to the island and blowing the bridge. Okay, that's that's one option. That's one <laughs> okay. option. All, all right. right. Yeah. There's two options. It all and it all depends on where patient zero is. So if patient zero is on Prince Edward Island, which it's very unlikely that it would be, um, then I'm packing up the family uh, and I'm heading across and I'm going to see for the bridge on my way over. Gone. Done. 
if Patient Zero happens to be on Prince Edward Island, uh, then I'm heading to Memram Cook. Uh, I work in a giant brick building uh, with a whole store of food and a freezer full of food. And uh, I'm going to... a bunch of people. Am I not right? Uh, they can be evicted if need be. They're all zombies. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, I'm going to need worker bees. Um, the... Uh, <laughs> the <laughs> But the, oh my uh, goodness! It's I'm just going to board up the bottom two floors of windows, and uh, I'm all set. Made in the shade. Quick question: I thought through so many different scenarios. In oh. your weapon of choice, what? Well, where do you? Oh, get- weapon of choice. Uh, it would have to be uh, actually. Here's a shout out to Jeff LeBlanc because I did say to him that's his weapon that he could join me uh, in the Memram Cook Center if that's where we had to go. In he'd the only be Cook allowed bunker. to bring. He'd only be allowed to bring two children though, uh, but he would be my <laughs> minister of defense. Um, and so I would have that up to him. But if it was just me, uh, I don't know specifically what it'd be, but would have to be a weapon of distance and reusable. So I mean, it sounds uh, like a gun. I don't know what that would be. Sounds boomerang. Like a, sounds a like a okay. Where are you getting the C four? Where are you getting the C four? <laughs> What's that? Where Where are you getting the C four? The C four. I can't confirm that I have it or don't have it, but. <laughs> Well, congratulations. You just, I you just got with, on a list. Very prepared. He's already got the bridge like loaded up. <laughs> okay, I, I'm out of this Why? conversation. <laughs> Matt's on a list now. That's fan- hey, Jesus is watching us. Scott Layton has something to say about you, Matt. He says that you dress up oh. the zombie like a bear and then destroy it. <laughs> that, yeah, I'd be. No, nah, zombies are enough motivation for me. <laughs> Man, uh, Andrew, do you have something? So I like I'm going Walking Dead here, um, and I mean this didn't work out for them, but I'm sure it'll work out for me. <laughs> uh, I like the uh, prison uh, as as your shelter idea. I mean, it has to be an abandoned prison. That's key to the plan. That's better, yeah, it is. Uh, around here, yeah. Hmm. But but uh, I like that there's the big fenced-in area, and uh, hypothetically there would be a food store in there, and uh, I think it would be a good place to start. And a weapon of choice. I think I would go. I was thinking, like, yeah, maybe gun stuff, but I don't want to worry about um, ammunition the noise. And like ammunition. noise. So I'm going katana because mm-hmm. it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Dawson McCarthy who just followed our podcast. Thanks, man. Cool. I was too quick to say there's no abandoned uh, jails in Dorchester, right across the road from the Max uh, uh, Max Security Prison. Uh, there's the old jail which has now been converted into a hotel and so you can actually stay in a it's 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 oh. stay in a jail.com and you can actually stay oh, yes. in a cell overnight I, and they claim it's haunted and all this stuff and that's the big draw but um i don't know if anyone's actually stayed there but look it up yeah okay i know where i'm going now thank you matt so mm-hmm. initially my response was going to be similar to yours go i'm on the island now so stay here just do something about the bridge and or, or if I know what's happening, I can still get a flight. I was thinking I'd go to Cuba because uh, there's a ton of uh, old bunkers under the ground and tunnels under the ground mm-hmm. from back when the Bay of Pigs and all that was happening. So there's tons of under underground network uh, there. But then you mentioned the jails. And just down the road from me is a jail that Pizza Delight is currently uh, occupying. And they are going yeah. to no longer be occupying that That's space. Right. And it's going to so, be a vacated. Should we vacated, put a bid on that property? A vacated property and if I can do it right uh, maybe they'll leave some stuff behind who knows pizza well, but, but you think of the preservatives and different things that they, maybe they'll leave behind. supply of pepperonis. And yeah, pepperoni doesn't go bad. Hey, no. so I've got it. Uh, and just to be thematically the same, I guess I will use a pizza cutter, the round thing. I think I can it run close. it. 
Too close quarters. That's that's how You're I get bit. That's how I roll, yo. Mm-hmm. I'm close quarters, mm-hmm. Lucas. Uh, I think I'd say for me, um, I had a couple of thoughts on this. Um, I, Jeff and I had a friend who shall remain nameless, and he lives off the grid, and he lives nice and deep in the we, woods. We had He's a got friend. Lots of guns and ammo, and now the only problem is like I feel like if I was going to go there, I have to really earn my keep somehow. I don't have a lot of skills, so I don't know how. I, you have to be like a good friend of mine or something. But we've talked or, about this. You're, you're an indoor cat. You're I'm an indoor cat. They, yeah, you can he, handle he their social media. But here's the thing. Um, I was also thinking Island, but I wasn't thinking PEI because there's just too many of you guys. And I don't think, plus the whole time it'd be like, you're not from here. You're from (laughs) away the whole time. I'd rather just get eaten by zombies. So uh, I think I'm going to go to Grand Manan, New Brunswick's answer. uh, And a little shout out to Scotty Layton. That's his homeland. Uh, And I don't know if there is a persnickety about your origins or not. Uh, but I think I'd try that place out. There's fishermen and stuff, so I'd probably be fed. I could get a job on a how are you gonna get there or something. Yeah. Uh, I catch the last ferry out or steal a boat. I could probably pick it up. Steal a boat. A boat. You could, you might be able to steal it, but you wouldn't be able to drive it. I know that for sure. Recent that's Google a, searches how how to drive. Have a you boat. guys ever been to Campobello? Yes, I have not. I have. What a fantastic little island! I got storm stayed there one time. How do you uh, for three extra days? Uh, ah. Because the ferry, which is just a rickety tugboat with a floating platform attached to it. And Great. then the second day, it wasn't the weather. It was that the captain of the ship had too much to drink the night before and the <laughs> ship wasn't running. So, yeah, but I was storm stayed there three extra days. That's and a nice isn't spot. Isn't Camp uh, Bell the one that has a bridge to the mainland? It is, yeah. But when you're <laughs> traveling states. with... Uh, when you're traveling with gentlemen who potentially have records, you can't just cross ah, into the border. Fair enough. The border, so fair enough, to, yes. Uh, then it would be yeah. a human trafficking situation. So I Great spot, okay. though. All yeah. right. We've covered a lot of topics through this question. Oh, and my and weapon moves. of choice. My, my weapon of choice would probably be, I'm thinking I, now. <laughs> Poor man's grim and aunt, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you call, what would you call Deer Island then, Scott Layton? I'd like to know that because you pass. You pass right over Deer Island to Camp- Campobello, and I'll tell you, it is nothing to... Deer Island's the poor man's Campobello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I'm going to go Battle Axe if I get a hold of one. Nice. I want something with some weight. I feel like a katana, I, I don't have the strength to really... I need something with some heaviness to it. But then i got to lug it around. But well, katana's super Axe. sharp. You don't need That's weight. True. All right. I'd, I'd, I'd dull it up cutting paper with it for fun, probably knowing me. So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So there we go. That was your... All right, that was great. Now we are going to catch up. <laughs> Matt, what you been up to? That was a good week. Actually, nothing that exciting. All this right, week. thanks, <laughs> Lucas. What you been up to? <laughs> That's where I'm at with it. Yes. <laughs> quiet. Pretty quiet. Uh, no, quiet. he can have some time. 30 okay. seconds. I don't even care. All right, so what uh, we uh, we did a ton of biking this weekend. The girls, ever since the training wheels have come off, are just complete maniacs. Every waking minute is on the bike, on the bike, on the bike. So we went biking down a trail, which was way out of their capabilities. Uh, <laughs> into the woods. Two bikes back? And no, this is the thing. <laughs> I would have thought it was out of their out of their range. It was over six kilometers, this trail through the woods. Like it wasn't like a, it was, it was through the woods and they (laughs) nailed it. They did not complain once they pedaled like crazy. 
they had a lot of fun. And so we, uh, yeah, we spent every week, like every day of the weekend, we find ourselves finding new trails somewhere uh, to be biking on. And uh, the girls just absolutely love it here. Look, here's a little, uh, little look at it. I should have sent you that earlier, but this is the nice quality trails right there. Yeah. Look at that. I wipe out here. Look right here. I wipe out. Watch. Please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't handle the culvert. My pedal (laughs) caught up on the culvert and, uh, but I got it back together. He didn't have enough speed with him when he was hitting that goal. No, I needed to. Kids, don't yeah. leave me behind. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. So a little over 6K they did, doing it that way. Uh, they were fantastic. So uh, that was good. And then uh, a praise report. Um, I've had a whippersnipper that I couldn't get started for two years. Praise <laughs> And uh, two days ago, three rips on the cord, and that baby was up and running. Wow. Yeah, it was dormant, <laughs> but it has risen. And so, uh, what did you do to get anyway. it going? <laughs> that's probably a, more from like the book of Maccabees or something. Yeah, but anyway, a- I was super pumped because I get sick and tired of walking down the court to borrow my neighbor's plug-in whippersnipper. There's nothing worse. <laughs> no. If anything is going to demasculate someone, it's yep, an electric yep. uh, plug-in whippersnipper. <laughs> and because you're like maneuvering a cord and you're, yeah. So I was very glad a, to have What it about a, ba- I have a battery-powered one. Is that acceptable? That's okay because you're not tethered. You know what okay, I mean? Right. You're not tethered. That's what I've got Free to. man. Yeah. I mean, gas <laughs> is still the next step up, but well, I mean, hey, you're all right. But yeah, other than that, uh, good week. Yeah, nothing to complain about. Huh. Cool. That's, good. That's cool, man. Lucas? Uh, well, I bought a new vehicle this week, so that was exciting for me. What color? Pardon? What color is it? Oh, <laughs> you know that's not it. Don't be, don't be that way, man. I'm colorblind. I, I, I texted my mom to say, yeah, I bought a car. She's like, what color is it? Like, I said, I'll send you a picture. <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I think it's brown. It's a color. Melissa, I, what color is our car? <laughs> Guys, while he's getting the answer, I thought we talked about that last time, but a, I'm realizing it was like beige. private conversations. A dark beige. Oh, that's the worst kind, man. <laughs> the worst. Dark beige. Dark beige. I that mean, reminds I, me of like a 1988 Buick Cutlass, like two toned, two toned. 1987. Beige. I couldn't afford the 88. Oh so what did you get? What did you get? Paint. What did you get? Give that a, just what kind of car did you get? Or do you know? Like a, two, a 2013 Honda Santa Fe 2.0 Turbo. Oh, I can picture the car now. Hold on, it's yeah. got a turbo on it. Turbo. Yeah, I mean it's a four-cylinder turbo, but it's still a turbo. So I don't know if that's uh, everything goes so fast. That's so cool. fast. Good for you, man. The, that's the wheel, so fun. The, the steering wheel doesn't shake when I hit the highway. So I mean, it's pretty impressive for me. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, so I'm happy with that. And then. Uh, yeah. Yes. Brad question about my car. No, well, my turbo. The, no, the previous cars. The- Actually, if you guys want to start calling me turbo now, that'd be fine. <laughs> oh, oh my Can you Lord. point out the turbo if we open yeah. the hood? <laughs> can we get under the hood of that car? <laughs> yeah, can you have, point as long as you let me generically wave at it. It's like, it's straight here. It's right here. <laughs> you mentioned about the steering wheel not shaking in this, the, the new car. Mm-hmm. In your previous vehicles that you used as family vehicles, was mm-hmm. that a thing that was taking place? Actually, it's no, I don't okay, think it was in the last one, but I have had cars where you, when you get up to highway speed, there's a bit of a, like a, you know what I mean? I actually got pulled you, over once for one of those. You felt the 120, like you yeah. felt it. I, where, and then you get yeah, a new car and you're going like cars. 140 and you don't even notice. Yeah. Mm. So Lucas, did that yes. guy come get the new, the old car? Uh, not yet. Um, he said he's going to come get it tomorrow. Um, yeah. So, uh, here's <laughs> the thing. for next week. Put, I put it up for sale. And <laughs> Scotty. within 10 minutes, I had an offer on it. 
And uh, it was through Facebook and it was went really quick. And I was like, this is great. I'm selling it for like more than I thought I was going to get for it. And then after I said, yes, I'll sell it to you. Only then did I look at the guy's profile picture. And while you shouldn't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> mm, he did. It's this little, little skinny kid. And he's just got this huge vape cloud all around him. So we'll see if he's good for it. Think it's a cloud, uh, uh, cloud of deception? Think it's a cloud of deception? Uh, a 2007 Nissan Altima. Oh, he's definitely picking that car up. That thing's going to have yeah. a straight pipe on it, more friggin' spoilers <laughs> than you can count. He was, he does seem very excited for it. So that Oh, is absolutely. Yeah, he's just yes. waiting for some just, influx there. Just got his first so, Facebook yeah, so account. I'll let you car. know how that pans out. Or if, I, if I'm his, not here, you know how it panned out. As soon as his Serb check comes in. going to take him for a well, That is exactly what drive. it was. Hey, hey. I said, oh, so, so Justin Trudeau's buying you a car. That's awfully nice of him. <laughs> So, why, don't, why don't we stop judging the book by the cover here, fellas? We're okay. really, really railroading this poor guy. Oh, that's Anywho. awesome. Yes, my wife is now giving me the, the eye. Uh, so uh, moving on. Jeff, <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, that's something about, tell him about the dog food in the trunk. Oh, I forgot about that. When I bought that, when I bought that car four years ago, um, I bought it from a guy and I totally forgot about that. And I went to go buy it and we're like looking it over. And then I, I opened the trunk and I hear rattle, rattle, rattle. I'm like, and I goes, Oh yeah, sorry. A squirrel was living in my garage and he stored a bunch of dog food in the trunk and I can't get it out. And then I would like, I pull open the molding. I could reach in and get a couple pieces or every time I would close the trunk, like four pieces of dog food would fall out. <laughs> anyway, it's been a few years, so it's all shooken itself out or squirrels have gone and gotten it all by now. So anyway, oh, man. no dog food comes with this car. We had a guy at work named Rob. <laughs> this is a, years ago. And he had a Saturn. Uh, I don't know. What were the Saturn cars, Brad? What did they call uh, them? I don't remember. We had one, and, but I don't uh, remember. He, he would uh, it, it'd be parked in a whole row of cars, like my car, his car, the other employee's car. And I'm telling you, once a week, the squirrels would go in and eat the <laughs> air filter out of just his car. And he took it to a mechanic and they're just like, man, I don't know what it is, but they love those Saturn air filters. And <laughs> he was cleaning them out like crazy. Finally, like he sprayed it with like spearmint or something that would keep the squirrels away. But his whole car smelled like rub A535. <laughs> so it was just, he couldn't win. That's great. I remember towing Brad Saturn with my Honda, or with Honda, with my Suzuki sidekick. Uh, that was a delicate procedure right there. I, I don't remember, remember Brad that. towing my Focus. <laughs> with with his Saturn? No, with his father-in-law's truck, I think. <laughs> I don't and the tow cable broke. I don't remember that either. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, my word. We were going in the Canadian Tire and the tow cable broke and I was in the road. <laughs> and we were trying to tie it back on. With me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, nope, no, not a, nothing. Can we talk about that after? I have no sweet clue or recollection. <laughs> <laughs> okay, huh? what what have you been up to, Brad? Uh, I a, a lot. It's been a it's been a busy week. I will. I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Last week, I reported I went to the gym twice. That was to check it out and buy a membership. Those were two separate times going. Yes. And and since then, I've I have not. Other than Saturday and Sunday, which I plan to not go, um, I've been to the gym every day. And well done. yeah, starting to see just a little bit of a weight loss, which is kind of cool. And then I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to work intermittent fasting into the mix. Uh, but I need to do that in such a way that I'm not going to the gym 
uh, hungry. And if that makes sense, I need to have some kind of energy when I get there. So I'm, I'm figuring that out. My wife was super concerned for me because I was going like from, um, from one to nine was the period that you can eat. It was an eight hour period, but then, uh, from nine until one the next day, you're not allowed to eat anything, but I go to the gym at one, which meant I'm at the gym just when I can eat, possible time. but it's like, I've got nothing in me. So anyway, and maybe that's a recipe for disaster, or maybe that's going to get this thing toned. I don't know. Time will tell. The other cool thing for me is I learned how to do my own breaks this week. Uh, Ooh, nice. I've paid a I'm lot of people driving with you. I'll tell you that I, right now. I have paid a lot of people to put breaks on. You're not invited anyway to, uh, I've paid <laughs> a lot of people offended. to do breaks and it seemed like the, um, the Tucson needed some breaks. So talked with my dad and my uncle Blair and wound up going up West and my uncle Blair did the first two breaks and showed me everything. The guy's a mechanic. He knows what he's doing and uh, taught me how to do it. Then I did the next two myself and he just double checked and made sure. But I stopped and every, <laughs> right? And uh, that's, that's awesome. That's, I'm super impressed. Yeah. So yeah. now I, I realized two things. One, I now know how to do my breaks. And two, I do not have the tools to do my breaks. Mm. So there's a few things, just a few things that I'm, I'd like to pick up. Nothing serious. You got that actually. tool chest though. Just waiting for those tools. Well, really, I'm just missing an impact gun and my air compressor died last week. So if I can get those two things, I'm, I think I've got it all. I, I hear people do it almost like they talk about changing the oil. So is it like a fairly simple procedure if you, once you know the tricks? Once you know what you're do doing, it? yeah, the, changing the brakes is not that bad. We also did the rotors. It's the which, biggest scam in the world. <laughs> the brakes. It, <laughs> it, so it's not it's not hard. Uh, oh, mom's saying she's getting me tools for Christmas. Thanks, mom. I need an impact gun. All right. Father's uh, Day is just around the corner too, Brad. Can I get advance on Christmas, mom? Yeah. Mm. And the last thing for me over the week was, I think last week I said that uh, we were in Switch purchasing mode. We were, I was selling a bunch of stuff to find a Nintendo Switch and was able to... I know an impact gun is not required. Thank you. I realized I could just get the tire wrench and take the wheels yeah. off. Thanks, dude. But I'd much, I'd much rather, Jeff, have an impact gun. All right? He's keeping us honest. My 10 wrench. Thank you. Anyway, long story short, sold a ton of stuff and was able to was able to get a Nintendo Switch. But I I was at Walmart the day before. There was nothing on the island. Called Walmart eight in the morning. Uh, yeah, man, we got one. Like, okay, can you hold it? Nah, first come first serve. I'm like, no, um, okay, no. I'm on the way. I get there, shelves are totally empty. It's twenty after eight. Shelves are totally empty. And uh, anyway, long story short, and it is a long story. They don't put anything out in the shelves anymore. Got one. They'd already sold three, and there was a lady right behind me buying another one and was terrified I had the last one. And do you ever have that like super uncomfortable feeling when you're holding something and, and it might be the, want it? You know mm -hmm. they want it. It might be the last one. So I kind of like looked around and then just made a quick exit. And yep. uh, that's kind of been so, you know, breaks in the gym and the switch. It's been it's been good. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Thank you, um, Jeff. Yes, I'll use the brand new muscles, you big jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I see somebody. I see somebody here wrote in neighbors update. For yeah, my, for my. Cat. I wrote that in. I want to know well, what's happening with your neighbors right now. Can you please 
take us on the so journey. Actually, earlier, uh, they like started, it's like a bunch of them showed up and they were like congregating on the deck. And I was like, seriously, it's like Tuesday, they're gonna be like party night. Yeah. And then and then like a couple minutes later, they just left the <laughs> went somewhere else, and I was like, okay. Just calm down, Andrew. Just be cool. <laughs> it's just people like slingshot already, getting your trebuchet ready. Be yeah. Perfect. Uh, but uh, no, I have a kind of a similar story to Brad in terms of we wanted an item and it was difficult to find. We were we wanted to buy a playset for the for the kids for the backyard, and they're like impossible to find right now. Everybody wants them. Everybody wants them, and we so were like right we now. want one. We were those people calling. And being annoying at the stores. <laughs> and the only place that would tell us any information was Costco. And they're like, we have five somewhere coming. <laughs> and then, and then like a couple of days later, it's like, we have five at the distribution center. And then a couple of days later, it was like, they should be here sometime this week. And like we had it narrowed down where we thought it was for sure Sunday. And we were going away to Moncton. So my dad and my mom showed up at Costco at like 9 a.m. And they weren't there. They're like, oh, they didn't show up. <laughs> and so my dad calls me. Like, oh, they're not here. Blah blah. blah. Anyways, like later on in the afternoon, my dad sends me a picture of him loading a playset onto his truck, and I'm like, he stole it. He stole it out of somebody's backyard. <laughs> like my uh, my parents, my dad basically lived at Costco on Sunday. He just <laughs> and he went back to this woman, the same woman. So many times she was like, oh, you man, you really want this. She gave, she got her to give him her phone number or his phone number. And she's like, I'll call you when they come in. And she called leave the store, sir. And she hid (laughs) one in the back for him. That's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. So she got there. He's like, oh, oh, Mark, come this way. I got it back here. And she like had all this stuff in front of it. (laughs) First name basis. Yeah, we got a place set and it took us four nights to put it together. It was, it was like it's gonna take about the equivalent for it to fall apart. That's my guess. Yeah, probably. Some of those but things, it's, it's sweet and Oliver loves it and so That's awesome, we're happy. Man. Yeah. So shout out to my parents for uh living at Costco for a day. Very cool. Very cool. That would have been absolute hell for my father, but my mother would have been <laughs> just on cloud nine. <laughs> the idea of spending a full day at Costco, dad, the whole time would just be like, can we please just go to princess auto? Can we please just go to princess auto? <laughs> they won't even princess let me auto sit on the furniture really anymore. Here. <laughs> That's right. Awesome. All right. Well, good to see you guys this week. Now we're going to move into Smorp. We all ready? Yeah, boy. All right. Smorp. Today we're doing Romans 12 verses one to two. And for anybody who may not have seen this before, here is what the Smorp is. Uh, it's just a time of reflection and looking at scripture. Um, and it stands for something, S-M-O-R-P, and it's scripture, uh, message, obedience, repentance, and prayer. So we're going to start off with the scripture part. Brad's going to keep you updated in the thread so you can follow along with this. And essentially, I'm going to read through the verses a couple of times, and then uh, we're going to look at it. And so for the first kind of discussion uh, under scripture, it's we're looking for what words or phrases or observations in this passage stand out to you. And what does the scripture tell you about the nature and work of God? All right, that's kind of the focus, and then we'll move on through the rest. But here we go with Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. A living sacrifice, it's titled. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
Then you will be able to test and, pr and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Nice short one mm. tonight. Mm -hmm. so here we go one more time. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy <coughs> and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So for scriptures, guys, uh, is there anything that uh, stood out to you guys there uh, as far as observations or words or phrases or kind of thoughts that jumped out at you in this? I'm going to go with the, pat the pattern of this world was something I, I actually did this SMORP um, last Friday with our youth and it jumped out at me totally differently this time than it did tonight. Uh, the, and it's this, I know we're going to, the message part's coming, but the pattern of this world, and I thought about patterns and patterns lead to something and the pattern of this world, there's a process of, if you're conforming to the world, there's a pattern, a process that takes place and it's all leading somewhere and leads to different things and places that you never thought you would go and things that you never thought you would do. Um, which is kind of what stood out to me that and, um, offering your bodies. That was something that, uh, those two phrases were something that stood out to me. Hmm. Yep. Very good. Uh, for me, it was the do not conform, um, to the patterns, like the ones, the kind of the first part there, but the don't conform, don't give in. And it's funny, you were talking about patterns. And when I think of patterns in this context, I think you could easily translate it to be culture. Like do not transform, you know, do not conform to the culture. Like mm -hmm. there's such a gravitational pull. doesn't matter what culture you're in. There's always going to be that strong pull um, and all throughout you know, the ages. So I think that's to me, don't, don't let the gravitational pull of whatever's in popular culture right now, pull you in, always kind of be looking to the Bible, not looking to what culture says is right and true and whatever. But is it, yeah. I, I think it's interesting that culture is formed by, like we look at culture as a generalization, a term that we generalize, you know, what's the culture of Canada? Well, what's the culture, you know, wherever, but culture is formed. Or mosaic. Yeah. You know, culture is formed by individuals all conforming to something. They're all following some type of pattern. And if there's, if there's a critical mass for something, it's, be, it becomes this greater culture. But you know, uh, anyway, I, I'll stop. I, I know that we're still doing this, but let me just toss this out because I think Scotty has asked a good question. He, yep. uh, he said proper worship question for the OHC brain trust. That's terrifying. Okay. <laughs> We're overdrawn. <laughs> what do you think improper Lower worship looks like? What do you think improper worship looks like? Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um, I think. Go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. Well, I think, I mean, this may be oversimplifying it, but improper worship, I mean, really goes with what you're worshiping. Um, and sometimes we're worshiping things we don't even realize we're doing it. Mm -hmm. What about, um, yep, I, what about? I totally agree with that. What about saying, like giving lip service, but not having a lifestyle outside of that mm. that lines up with what you're saying? You know, God can cannot be mocked, but we can quench the Holy Spirit. It talks about in Scripture. So, like, you know, if I go and I sing all the beautiful words and say all the beautiful things, but then on Monday I go back and, 
and don't live that out, yeah. I would think. Go so ahead. The reason I, think, I the reason I agree with you on that, Brad, is because just previous to that, it says it's a sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? So if something is truly sacrificed, it's not something that like if it's sacrificed, it is given. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's completely given. And so if you're what improper worship would look like, especially in the context of Romans here, it would be if you're not completely given to it. Yeah. You can't just you can't just a little sacrifice or you can't just halfway sacrifice. Because if we're talking proper worship, it's about complete sacrifice, which then ties into what you were saying, Andrew, uh, with this whole idea that like um, with this whole thing of like, what are you worshiping? And if if you're not being completely sold out in this sacrificial type of worship towards God, that means that something else has priority mm-hmm. over your relationship with him. Uh, and you may not even know it, and it might not even be a bad thing, but it's in the wrong order of things. That's when it would be improper. <clears throat> to, and to your point, you know, it says to offer your bodies. And the point about the bodies, to me at least, is that is an all-encompassing term. Mm-hmm. Everything is, you know, here. So uh, Scott's asking, and I, he knows he knows the answer to this. Motive. So he's saying he's just trying to get conversation happening. So motivation <laughs> matters in worship. I mean, a hundred percent, Matt. What you said about what you're worshiping. I've walked into churches, um, specifically ones that have a lot of the tech and all that kind of stuff. I love tech and I love the lights and and I love all that. And and it. I have to actually focus my mind to not stare at all of that and the production and all that and actually focus on what's the Lord doing right now in this moment as opposed to, ooh, look at the shiny lights and look at how they've run all this stuff. And those are good things and we use them to God's glory. But for me, it, it's easy for me to, it, I don't want to say worship that stuff, but but I'm going to, it could become something that I focus my attention on when I should be focusing it on God. That's that's mm-hmm. just me though. I'm already in repentance right now. I skipped ahead. Yep. Yep. <laughs> well, to, to me too, worship has a lot to do with the heart, right? That's why it's hard because you can 100%. have two people look identical, and it's really are they up there for them or are they up there for God? And are you are you there for the music? Are you there for the lasers? Are you there for the whatever? Or are you there for God? And it doesn't so much matter. You could also have the most you know old fashioned looking choir. But that doesn't make it better than something new. It depends on what the heart of worship is. Are they just singing mm-hmm. the words? Style has Are they nothing empty to do hollow with it. or whatever. Yeah. Um, I know some of the, for me, some of the kind of coolest worship times I've had have been like a camp sitting around a fire, right? Like there's no tech. We all sound horrible. We probably smell like, but it's just, it's just a cool experience because it's just the bare bones. And again, like you said, Brad, it's not that the the better, the other stuff makes it, you know, better or worse. It's just, and it's not a bad thing as long as we don't get distracted by it. I th- yeah. One of the things that we've made a mistake in the church uh, is that we equate, when we say worship, people immediately think music. Mm. And and that's not, that's just not true. It, which I think is a great, uh, which is right now is a great time to come to that realization where we're not gathering, um, you know, and we're not having worship sets of music, but instead we're finding ourselves in a position where, because you're not attending your church on Sunday mornings, well, are you continuing to worship? You know, and, mm. and do you have a good picture of what that really means? Mm-hmm. Because now that we're not coming all together with one voice, you know, all that, and it's, which is great. <laughs> but right now is the time to say, okay, with me not doing that, am I still finding ways to worship him? You know, mm. and, and that's that, if anything, that this is just one of the benefits that could potentially happen within the church 
because of the isolation piece and what we're going through with the COVID. And so, yeah, to your point, Brad, I think you're right. It's, it's too often just like, oh yeah, worship music, you know? Oh yeah, no, we're singing. We sang, we did that part of the service. Well, no, but in, in all exactly, but in all of it, how are you worshiping? What are you sacrificing? What are you giving? Because I would even, I would even go and say, is our singing really all that worshipful? I mean, maybe it's an adoration and maybe it's Thank praise. You. Yes, you're, you know? right, you're right but on. Are you, how often are you actually worshiping, understanding the element of sacrifice that's a part of that when you're there singing away, you know? Because you're always like, oh, how do I sound? Or, oh, listen to that person over there. Oh, I wonder. Hold on. Hey, hold on. Yeah. Uh, our stream just dropped. I don't know. It's working for, it's looking good on my phone. Oh, you're good. It picked back up. It picked um, back up. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, yeah. So that, that's my whole take on the thing is this idea of our, what is the worship piece look like? Um, for me, the two things that stood out really quickly on this part, when we're going to move into the next is that when it talks about uh, in verse two, it says, um, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. We talked about that, but be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewing of your mind. That's always been such a great thing for me um, mm. because it isn't, it isn't just the whole, the whole thing of like, oh, God will just change your heart. Oh, and everything's good. God will change your heart. Mm. And you're all set. No, no, no. It's, it's, it's a process of, of mind. It's a process of thought. It's a process of the heart. It absolutely has to be. But especially working where I work and guys that come in who have never had any type of a faith element in their life before – it all has. It all starts here, you know, in in what they're seeing, in what they're learning, in what they're observing, and what they're reading and consuming. And absolutely, there has to be a supernatural act of God mm-hmm. in their heart, you know, and and in their mind. I, I don't want to discredit that part of it, but the mind is such a critical part of that growth of faith. And Matt, when we talk, we talk about the heart. Frankly, mm-hmm. we're talking about the mind, right? Like he's not he. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you're talking. Are you talking about motivation? That. You're not saying that he's going to change. The, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Th- that's uh, what. That's what yeah, I mean. That's, spiritual heart. That's what I mean. A, yeah, and, and I think the best way I can talk about that is is will. Will of the will is of the mind, and faith is of the. Heart. Nah, I don't know if I like that. Uh, <laughs> there's there's something there's something there. They're different, but they're also critical to one another. I guess what I'm saying is the motivations and and all of that that get transformed. It is it is a transformed heart. You, there has to be a renewing of the mind, in because yes, I, yes, agreed. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Okay, the last part for me is just the last part of it, and it says then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. And I think what's important to understand on this, uh, and this is all I'm going to say, is that his good, not necessarily, and, and his good, according to him, pleasing to him and perfect to him. That's the idea, is that there shouldn't be this expectation that this good, pleasing, and perfect will is going to be like, oh, God's will is going to be so pleasing, and I'm going to be so happy, and I'm going everything's going to go the way I want and like, and it's going to be so comfortable mm-hmm. When at the end of the day, no, no, it's pleasing to him in what we're, what again, we'll circle back to the top in how we come to him, how we worship him, how we show to him the ways that we sacrifice. So it's not about the individual and their comfort level, um, but instead it's about for his good, his pleasing and his perfect will. Hmm. All right. Any more thoughts on the scripture part? So this is uh, uh, related, but unrelated. I just want to give a little shout out to, uh, 
a sermon series, a small group series that I did a few years ago, and it was called Transformed, and it was based on this Romans 2, uh, verse 2. And it's by far the most influential, like, small group curriculum I've ever been through in terms of, like, focusing on, you know, uh, transforming and renewing your mind. And they went through, like, eight, I think there was eight different things. One of them was actually physical health and things like that. Um, if you ever ever have a chance to check that out. It's like actually Did a you Rick say who Warren. Was by? Rick Warren. Oh, it was cool. Yeah. It was just great. Really, really good. All right. Find the link, Andrew, and put it in there when you get a minute. Right. I think that'd be cool to look for something like that. All right, guys, can we move on? Yep. You ready? All right. Obedience. We've kind of already talked about this, but Did we do what are message? some of the things that steps today that you could take? Uh, oh, sorry. We, we skipped over message message. Uh, what do you sense the Lord saying to you in this reading? Is there a word of correction, guidance, encouragement, wisdom, promise, anything in there that kind of gets you honed back in, focused? I can be super quick on this because, yes, there is. Um, more than, and we're not going to get into it, but more than any other time that I can remember right now, everyone is searching for truth and what's right, and they're looking for a path forward. And, um, and all of us in some way are looking for that right now with all the different things that are happening. And... Mm-hmm. And, and I want to know the Lord's will in this for my family, for my community, for our country, you know, all that kind of stuff. And from how I'm going to find that or how we're going to find that, how I can find that personally and then how that branches out is if we will sacrificially worship him, allow him to renew our minds. And, and then it says, um, then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. And so if, if we're not doing those other things, if, if we're not, this, I'm, spe- I'm going to just speak for myself. If I'm not doing that, if I, then how can I ask him what his will is? If I'm not willing to sacrificially worship when I don't feel like it, worship when things are crappy and, and worship when things are great, um, then, then how will I ever know what his will is? Yeah. There's too much garbage, too much garbage right. uh, for you to decipher what's actually going on. Yep. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I would relate to that hundred percent. I think one of the messages I had was, um, it said, you know, do not conform to the patterns of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what's God's, what God's will is. And the whole idea of, you know, Oh, what's right. And what's right. And what's wrong. It's like, well, you have to be in scripture and you have to be, um, renewing your mind and like actually trying to grow in your faith. So when you come to a crossroads, it's obvious what the right answer is, or it should be anyway. Um, sometimes a lot of, a lot of the times, you know, scripture and culture will be at a crossroads or what's popular or what's whatever. And that's when you have to be able to say like, you know, well, I, this feels uncomfortable, but this is what's right. Um, or I know this isn't popular, but this is what's right. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, a, a lot of people, I mean, we've talked about this before, you know, their faith is a hundred percent informed by what feels right to them. Not what's not like not seeking God, but like, mm-hmm. Oh no, no, my God wouldn't do that. No, my Jesus wouldn't do that. Uh, well, what, you know, your, your feelings are inconsequential. Like look at the Bible and, and figure it out. And sometimes I have the same problem where like, I'll read something in the Bible. And I'm like, Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know how to, that settles with me. But then I have to say like, it's not my job to like, ignore it or to explain it away. It's my job to dig deeper and find out what the truth of it is. If I want to really grow in my faith. Right. And not just be like, ah, I won't look at that scripture for a while. Hey, Lucas. Yeah. So I think here's an interesting, which you were touching on Lucas, how 
so often I think we look at culture and we say, oh, look at the way that culture is in opposition to scripture. Mm. Look how culture is taking people away from the word of God. I would say right now, look at the way that culture, especially right now with the Black Lives Move, uh, Matter movement, look how it, it should be aligning you so much more with what the heart of God is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so whereas we're so quick to often say like, oh, look, culture is, you know, uh, it's if you have the kids are walking away from the church today because they're all doing this, this, and this, and this. I think right. we're in a, in instance, and probably if we slowed down and looked at more times, there was upheaval or, or shifts in culture mm-hmm. as sometimes there should be absolutely be, um, is that this is one of those times with the BLM movement where we can look at it and say, you know what, like this is a scriptural, though that isn't maybe the basis of, of what some of the folks are, are protesting, but for many this is this is more of an alignment within culture, and unfortunately, I have to say, with a lot of people, the people that are ticking me off on Facebook more than anything are unfortunately a bunch of old Christians. But anyway, this whole idea is this is this is a more scriptural movement, you know, if you allow it to be. Does that make sense? Well, a search for truth, honest truth, yeah, mm-hmm. will bring you to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucas, to your point though, too, and and Matt, I think you're right. Um, scripture talks about the fact though, that people will, there'll be a time and there's always been, but we shouldn't be surprised when people want to hear what they want to hear. Oh, that's forever. That's the, yeah. Tickle your ears. Yeah. That's always going to be, that's well, always going to be a part Well, actually it's as itching gotta, ears, not, but not we've got to be ears, so Matt. quick not to cast all of it with one brush. No, no, absolutely like, oh, that's, not. Oh, that's popular in culture right now, or that's the newest thing. Ooh, boy, let me show you in the scripture. Where that, no, no, no. Right. Sometimes you got to look at it and you say, okay, what's the truth of this thing? Mm-hmm. And what do I need to be doing? What should I be doing? Mm-hmm. Right. Seek justice. Man. Love mercy. Two verses. I'll come with God. There you go. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> Andrew, any thoughts on that? Are we good to move to the next? Uh... Uh, we're good. All right. Last part of uh, this that we really dig into is the obedience piece. And I think we really already kind of run through the majority of it, but really quickly, again, if there's anything, and, and we'd encourage you at home, write this down, journal it, whatever it is that you best uh, kind of consume information and work and process through mm-hmm. things, uh, write it down. You know what I mean? What are some of the things you need to be doing uh, today, this week, uh, in order to uh, act on, you know, dig deeper in, in what God's been saying to you today? And then the last two parts are repentance and prayer. And if there is something that God's been laying on your heart that's been prompting you in order to say, this has got to be done differently, or you need to be more focused on this, or you need to know what sacrifice means, or you need to really dig into what the whole heart of worship actually looks like. Don't run from it. Don't be scared by it. Do what you need to do in order to understand it. And uh, and you got to start with prayer. And that's the last part of this whole thing. And so, if there's ways that we can be praying for you, uh, of course, anonymously even, or other ways, um, don't be afraid to reach out. And that is smart. Any last thoughts, guys, on that scripture? Winner. Uh, it's just crazy how deep, like we could, we could, we could, we could keep going. There's so much there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two verses. Which, right? which I think a tool like this is fantastic because it helps us mm-hmm. to to work these things and massage them and and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was that Very was good. that was awesome. All right, All right, thanks, guys. You ready for an abrupt transition? That's what we do. If there was ever an abrupt transition, here it is with <laughs> the tiebreaker. All right, I so, can't wait till your voice changes and then you're not able to do that anymore. 
Am mm. I, should I expect <laughs> that at some point? <laughs> when puberty hits. When puberty hits. Oh. 2.0. Reverse puberty. Oh, man. <laughs> we all go through it. Awesome. So, so <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, FYI, Auction Holy Club has a, a new listener tonight. Uh, Scotty's wife is also listening. Hey, hey Alicia. Oh, this is one of those uh, hard names. Is it Alicia or is it Alicia? I've already, I'm Alicia. I'm out it's there. The I've said it. It's, it is hey, Alicia. Alicia. Okay. Welcome. Yes. All right. Alicia spelled Alicia. All right. Alicia, maybe you'll be able to help us. <laughs> do, you, and- do you often get Allie? Is that one you often get? Or are Matt, you like, no, my full name is Alicia? Guys, is like, this thing I- working? Hey, hey, you, hey. Say, you just say, you say something, Brad? Yeah, stop talking over me. Alicia, you'll be able to help us bring a female perspective to this. And I'm sure if you, hopefully you've got your own Facebook account and are following us and liking and sharing. But if not, uh, you can also share through Scotty. So and you should feel terrible this, about it. This tie, She's gone now. This tiebreaker uh, comes from the user submitted, and their name is I Walk a Lonely Star Road. Uh, I get it. Oh, get the reference? I do. What's the reference, Lucas? It's a Mario thing. Space. Yeah. Space. So it says space this. and star stuff. I thought it had to do with Green Day. <laughs> Maybe it can be both. It's a, it's a play on Green Day. A double entendre. And Mario. Anyway. My wife and I play Super Mario World on the Nintendo Switch. The, oh, makers, the makers of the game have added a new quote-unquote rewind feature that allows you to go back to a point in the past that you've played. I was excited to show this to her as we've been playing Super Mario World on the original Super Nintendo, and now with this added feature, we'll be able to beat the game finally after much time of trying. She immediately called it out as cheating, but uses it all of the time. I say it's not cheating since the makers of the game put it there, but she's a purist until she dies. Is this cheating or are we good? Gentlemen, our tiebreaker. I don't understand the question, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know. You guys handle it. I think that it's not cheating because I agree that if they put it in the game, it's not cheating. But if you use it, you know you're not really beating the game. Yeah, it's an exploit, and I think, yeah, like the 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 original. The original makers did not want it to be there, although they didn't have the capability to do it. So I guess that's maybe it's an improvement. With that said, Mandy just outed herself. I know. I <laughs> come on. <laughs> it's Mandy. Yeah, it yeah, is. Mandy, he this didn't is say Mandy and about I. It being you two. I, he did not. Uh, but just for that, I'm on your side, Mandy. I don't understand the question, but I'm on your side. So Mandy. basically, Matt, when you're playing Super Mario, you've played it before, it, right? It, it, you no, you listen and learn. Me. All you've got to do is if some if something happens that you don't like, you just yes, Mandy. I said my wife, but I said the user's name was something totally different, which didn't tie to me. Uh, so you hit two. You're not in the same house anymore. You hit two buttons, and you can basically rewind the game to a point where you just want to pick it up again. So if you die, instead of losing a life and starting over, you just rewind a couple of seconds. And you're pick, a master of both time and space. And pick right okay, back so up. Can I just ask this question, Mandy? When you do this. <laughs> Are you having fun? Are you enjoying <laughs> it? Because if the answer is yes, then I'm on your side because that's what it's all about. Oh, Alicia's response is, who plays video games? There you go. All four of us on this TV, on this on show. Yeah, so on don't Allie's even side. pretend, Matt. Allie. 
You're not going to be if you keep making up nicknames out of thin air. Yeah, seriously. How's that a thin air? Does that not make sense? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway. All right. <laughs> or so maybe you get Lisha. I've heard that one too. Lisha. So is it a Green Day Mario play? It was a Green Day Mario play. (laughs) Uh, I guess we can, you are the author. I am the author Uh, of this. Okay, so guys. I would say that it is, I'm with Andrew. Like it's not technically cheating, but it's not like faithful to the game. You didn't really beat it. You had fun, but you didn't really beat it. And and isn't that what video games are for, fellas? The fun? It's it's the training wheels of video games. You know, it's it's Uh fun. We could pretend, good job, you did it. Yay for you. But you didn't really do it flip all right fine yeah but ugh. all right mandy you win this one start over well back by popular demand uh we uh, that's not true um we have got another episode of it's time to barbecue i do have a couple of things i need to preface this with um <laughs> yeah is this is that i had to edit this video i thought this was going to be a short shorter one it ended up being over 13 minutes long. And so the only way I was able to get everything crammed in was by like speeding up a lot of things. So there's parts where my voice is very chipmunk uh, sounding, but it's just soak it in. You're going to love it. It might be a feature I add in more often, actually. I'm going to forecast and say it won't be. I okay. Sure, at least it but anyway, uh, and the other part of it is, I apologize. It was really windy what I was doing this. So there's some parts that get a little sketchy, but uh, we'll run it through. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, I present to you very humbly, uh, episode four. I think we should. I think we should point out, Matt. Uh, we we talked earlier, Matt. We're gonna we're gonna release all of these um, barbecue or it's time to barbecue episodes on our YouTube channel. So yes. go on over to Oxford Holy Club and you'll be able to uh, shortly see all of the videos that Matt puts out um, right there. Could we, could we get a director's cut with the original voice? Maybe? Release if we could, release uh, the release that, the that Snyder be, uh, cut. Release Patreon the Snyder for our cut. Patreon people. Absolutely, <laughs> I will. I will slow down the voices for the YouTube one. Yeah, extra. <laughs> yeah, extra. It's time to barbecue. Hour long segments. Oh, uh, we should do. You know what we should do? We're gonna do an edit of the one where he says "bird," and every time he says the word "bird," it speeds up by fifty percent. <laughs> That's really good. All right, any questions on that, guys? <laughs> oh heavens, that looked really good. It Matt. looked wonderful. Uh, I have yeah, a, another question. Um, Who was dancing? If you go to in other people's window? house for barbecue. Are you like constantly disappointed in like judging them for their subpar offerings or what? No, I don't put. I don't have the same expectations on other people that I do myself. I'm really hard on myself. <laughs> I was actually a little disappointed in your bun game. I thought you would yeah, toast the bun. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, was that Ben? I I, I got to be honest. I, I prefer a simple uh, Ben's wholesome bun over most other buns. If I'm getting <laughs> fancy with the burger, uh, a, a, a really nice brioche bun. You can't beat that. Buttered and on the grill. Beautiful. But uh, for the nine times out of ten. I'm a simple, it reminds me of growing up. My, my death, my death row meal is barbecued hamburgers, potato salad, and Caesar salad. That's my death row meal with a chocolate milk, ADL. Two episodes in a row that he's talked about his death row meal. (laughs) He's putting some thought into it. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Something you need to tell us? Uh, Yeah, not yet. Was that, Uh, was that actually Diana's or was that just a bottle with your, your no, that's Diana's. Um, yeah, I haven't, I I usually make my own barbecue sauce, but I'm all out. So I'm due to make some of that. Actually, that'd be a great one. I'll show you how to make your barbecue sauce and hot sauce. Do you barbecue fish? Cause that's a weird one. I hate fish. I Ah. hate fish. 
Uh, but I promised Aaron that I would do some salmon on a plank. Uh, that is summer. really nice. So, that is pretty sweet. Cool. Yeah, that's the plan. So anyway, mm-hmm. I just appreciate that you guys appreciate it. And hot off the presses, Jeff LeBlanc approves of your death row meal. I don't uh, know where that leaves would. us, but he's into it. <laughs> I knew he would. That Thanks. leaves I, us with you I, getting I can't us out support of here, having Lucas. two different kinds of salad on your death row meal. That seems, that seems a bit much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One's potato, so chill out. <laughs> Lucas. The other one's Caesar, which is probably the worst possible thing. It absolutely is. Lucas. <laughs> yes. Want me to get us out of this place? Yes. Okay. All right. You can follow our podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget YouTube uh, with more barbecuers to come. Uh, at Oxford Holy Club, you can throw up the hashtag OH Club when you're using social media. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, Please leave us a five-star rating, and we'll even read it on the air as long as there's no swears in it. <laughs> Not only that, but you <laughs> that can send your questions. Uh, we talked about anonymous prayer requests, things like that. You can actually go to our website, OxfordHolyClub.com, and you can send things anonymously to us. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, and we would love to be able to pray for you, or uh, you can also do tiebreakers through that as well. Uh, you can look at our merch there and check out our sweet bios. Yeah. Absolutely. I've never actually read my own bio. I need to submit one to Brad. I and we don't pay <laughs> to advertise. So any growth that we have comes from you sharing us with others. And Matt, I wrote your bio for you, buddy. So I hope you enjoy it. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for spending the last hour and change with us. And guys, great time. Until next time, keep spiritually fit and have fun. fun.